It's the Dogcast, episode number 344. Dogs take on the nerds on North Avenue in downtown Atlanta. It's hate week, baby. Dog fans, this is the Dogcast, episode number 344. This is the Dogcast, your home for Bulldog Talk on the Internet, the world's largest, the world's oldest, the world's best Internet podcast, Dog Talk. Guys, this is the Dogcast, me and Old Dog are in the bunker. It is Thanksgiving. We got a big game coming up this weekend um, against Georgia Tech. You know, it's a, it's a big game, old dog. I'm pushing it. It's a big game, right? It's clean, well, old-fashioned hate. Well, and I mean, basically what it boils down to, it is it's good against evil. It's right against wrong. It's normal people versus abnormal people. <laughs> it's human beings versus aliens. Cool it's, kids versus America, nerds. It is America against the rest of the world. When you get right down to it, we're like the cool kids in high school, and they're like the they're, you know they're the academic team or, right. or whatever. I mean, they, you know, we, they're just the nerds. We are the cool lunch table, and and they're the ones pimply faced glasses that bring their own lunch and only buy milk. And I'll tell you because of that I'm glad you brought that up because here's the thing, guys. As much as we kind of, it's easy to dismiss Georgia Tech. I mean. Hell, what did they beat us one time in eleven years or something? I it's, that is true. Okay, one time and out you, of eleven you years. You and I were there for it in the rain. Oh god, it was bad. It, and yes. we were leading. It was, you know. Anyway, we'll talk about that in just a minute. It was miserable. It was miserable, but um, it's easy to overlook these guys because we beat them so often and so thoroughly every year. But you cannot, don't underestimate, guys. How much these people hate us. They really hate us. They plot our death. They are in their little dorm rooms with their robots and their tricycles and they're, you know, they're trying to figure out this plan. It's kind of like, you know, it's like crabs and plankton. You know, they're plankton. I know you're a big SpongeBob fan, right? Exactly. I knew you were a big SpongeBob fan, but uh, they're always trying. They're working hard, and I'm telling you, you have to stay vigilant. You have to remember that they hate us, man. They giggle when Ugga dies. They make dog jokes about Ugga when he dies. You guys have probably all seen the incredibly hateful and insensitive things they've said this week about Aaron Murray. They just think that's the funniest thing in the world when Aaron Murray blows out his ACL. So keep your eye on them, guys. Don't forget how much they hate us. Don't underestimate how much they hate us, and don't take them for granted. Um, Old Dog, what's it going to take to win this game? Well, I mean, it's going to take some – it's going to take disciplined defensive play, uh, which – you know, who knows if we're going to have that or not. Basically, what it boils down to, our offense is going to score plenty of points to win the game. Uh, 
I don't think we need to worry about Hudson Mason, the quarterback, being able to direct the offense. Gurley looks to be probably 85 to 90 percent of himself, which is far superior to any other running back in college football today. Uh, Brandon Douglas, J.J. Green are good backups to that when they need to spell him. Uh, Mason seems to jive a little bit with our receivers and stuff. So I don't think we're going to have a problem with our offense if our line decides to show up and play this week, which I hope they do. I don't know if they get together and have a meeting and say, hey, we're just going to lay an egg this week or we're going to come out and play. And it really sometimes goes between series. I don't think offense, we don't need to worry about the offense. Defense, we don't need to run around like a bunch of chickens with our head cut off. We need to play disciplined football. We need to play our position, and we need to play our assignment. And if we do that, we will beat those nerds down like they deserve to be beaten down. They're not good. And I basically go back to the same thing. It's kind of like we had last week against Kentucky. We should win this game, and the only way we're not going to win this game is if we beat ourselves. Right. A lot of turnovers and undisciplined out-of-position play on defense. Um, you said it when you said these guys are not good. I mean, you know, uh, like we mentioned a few minutes ago, Paul Johnson has one win against us. Um, it was his first year. We were there in the rain. Um, he, you know, renegotiated his contract. He's like the second highest paid coach in the ACC. And he's he's horrible, right? Um, well, I mean, you know, you're just about all what of the is. ACC teams are horrible. That's true. That's true. But I think I actually think Paul Johnson is a little special kind of horrible, right? Because he runs this high school offense that is just not good. Well, I mean, basically, it boils down to the fact that he's an arrogant prick, and we don't like arrogant pricks. Right. He's arrogant with no substance, right? Right. There's exactly. nothing worse than being arrogant and superior while simultaneously not actually being superior, you know? True. Um, I tell you what, the Dogcast intern, uh, Dogcast intern came up. This is just a stat. I know you don't really care about stats, but this is just kind of amazing. You know, Georgia Bulldog Athletics, we made $92 million as a program last year. Our athletic director and our athletic program brings in $92 million a year in revenues. Georgia Tech Athletics brings they, they in... Must, I bet they lose money. <laughs> well, they bring in $54 million in revenues, but they only make a profit of 138000 Now... We make we make ninety two million in revenues, and with a profit of fifty two million, they bring in fifty four million and make one hundred and thirty eight thousand. Just think about that for a second. Well, that's and that comes from a school that doesn't have a business school. <laughs> no kidding. I mean, man. let's get a couple. Let's what. get a couple Terry graduates over there. Straighten that shit right out. Exactly. Terry College could fix that place. Well, maybe they could fix it. I don't even know. But if no, there, there fixed. is no. The only thing that could fix it up would be if some of those foreign students over there that they have fenced in just explode a bomb and just blow it up. So it's it's a uh, it's hate week, man. It's hate it week. Is. And it, and like I say, I mean, it's good against evil. It's right against wrong. I mean, our way is right. We are good, and, and they stand for everything that is bad in this world. 
They really do. They really do. Um, they're the World of Warcraft generation. They're computer nerds. They make robots. They ride tricycles. I hate them. So here and, are the you know, keys. Well, I think one of the things, too, that just and, – and this goes along with with their coach, too. There's nothing that I hate more about a tech fan than when he takes the moral victory. I mean, you could beat them by 40 points, but if the spread was 42, they say, well, you didn't beat the spread. We won. Yeah, exactly. We're, that, that's the ultimate moral you know, victory, at, at right? At least, and, and I guess that's one of the things that just, you know, when you beat Florida, when you beat Auburn, when you beat South Carolina, some of our other big rivals, you know, they take it hard. They take a loss hard just like we do when we get beat, and that's what I want these techies to do. I want them to take the loss hard, but they don't, and that's what makes them so evil. Right, exactly. So here's the deal. The key to stopping Georgia Tech is stopping the quarterback, right? Everybody calls it a triple option. It's really not a triple option. Just for those of you, uh, just to spread the intelligence here, a lot of people call it the triple option because they think of it as being three plays, basically. He's going to line up under center. The quarterback's going to line up under center. He's going to come out. He's going to... He's got the he's got the fullback on a dive, and then he's going to run down the line. Now he can keep the ball or he can pitch the ball. Those are the three options, right? But there's really a whole lot more than three options. And this thing all keys off this quarterback. If the quarterback has a good game and can really do it, and he can is really balling, then the offense works, right? Now Georgia Tech has a quarterback named Vad. Old dog. His the, name is the Impaler. Vad the Impaler. I. Oh, wasn't he the bad guy in the second or first Ghostbusters movie? Like the guy who was like trapped in the painting or something? Is that I who think, Georgia Tech has for a quarterback right now? I think they may have resurrected him. Well, actually, how, how do you resurrect someone that never dies? Yeah, Vad the Impaler. He is a terrible. He is a terrible thrower. He which, has the which, which is great for us, <laughs> right? Because, because we are terrible at coverage. He is not going to throw <laughs> the ball. His his passing game is horrible. Um, he he can really, and honestly, that extends all the way down to the pitch. He can't even pitch the ball very reliably. Okay, so he's really a super threat. On percentages, he keeps the ball way more than he should, and way more than any other quarterback ever in Paul Johnson's system. So here's the deal. You gotta put Vad on his butt. Vad needs to, Vad Lee, the quarterback, has to be on his ass every single play. If he goes on his ass every play, we'll win. That's the key to the victory. I'm telling you right now. Stop the quarterback and Georgia Tech is done. He's well, a sophomore. It, he's not that good. Hit him, hit him on every play and you'll win. Well, and, and one of the other things, too, and it goes back to what we had said earlier about playing disciplined football, the thing that that has killed us in the past, and, and you say killed, I mean, we've won 11 of 12 games, but a lot of times when they get their long runs, it's on the pitch because whoever is supposed to stay out and cover the pitch feels that they need to come in to take the quarterback. Again, we have got to play assignment football. We have got to trust the other guys. If, you know, if you've got the pitch man, then you need to stay with the pitch man and hope that the guy that has the quarterback is going to be able to make a tackle. And I mean, that's what it boils down to. I mean, 
the the only thing that scares me a little bit about this is is their offense plays into plays into our weaknesses, which is playing undisciplined football, being out of position, and the fact that we don't tackle very well. Right. And to beat Georgia Tech, you have got to tackle well and you've got to swarm to the ball. We can't be missing we can't whiff on our first tackle. I mean, we may not bring him down, but we at least need to hold him up to where help's going to come and get him. Well, that's what I was going to say. In addition to playing assignment football and trusting your trusting all the rest of the players on your team, when you if you're the guy on the pitch guy or you're the guy on the quarterback, when your guy's up, you have to make that tackle. Because the other guy is going to stay disciplined to the pitch. So you're not going to have so much help individually tackling. So this is going to come down to an individual assignment game, and it's going to come down to key tackles. And like you said, it's going to come down to discipline. Now, you know, Todd Grantham made a pretty famous pledge when he first got to Georgia and kind of rubbed uh, Paul Johnson's nose in it when he said that, you know, we would never lose, basically. We'll never lose to Paul Johnson as long as he runs that offense. And so far, Grantham's three for three, you know. The question is, can he get it done with this defense? And this thing, this the way this thing works is you've got to trust the rules and the checks. You can't play so instinctively on defense. And like you said, that's not really our wheelhouse. Uh being disciplined and not playing instinctively has not really been our specialty this year. And and, and tackling too. Well, and um, tackling exactly. The, the good news is the good news is their quarterback does not throw very well, so we can commit a lot of people to stopping the run. This would be a great game for us to go man to man coverage. Sure. Well, this is a great opportunity for a guy like Josh Harvey Clemens or Trey Matthews to really assert themselves and and kill it. You know what I mean? I mean, this is a chance to kill it this week because you're right. Pass coverage is not really going to be a big deal. It's all going to be about run support and tackling, and those safeties need to get in there and pound somebody. You know? Oh, exactly. Hit somebody I mean, hard on every play. Yeah, and, and our linebackers need to play disciplined. I mean, I, I don't know all the names, you know, because you've got the – You've got the John, the Sam, the Mike, you know, the Derek, the, <laughs> right. the Calvin linebacker. You know, you got all that. But basically, we've got two inside linebackers and we got two outside linebackers. And those two guys on the outside, they are the ones, they're going to have a lot of pressure on them. They're the ones that are really going to need to step up and handle business. Absolutely. So, um, Vad's going to keep the ball. And we gotta tackle him. That's the thing. He's not gonna throw it. And even when he does throw it, he's terrible at throwing it. His mechanics are awful. The ball will barely get there. It'll be overthrown. It'll be underthrown. It'll be wobbly. Don't worry about the pass. Stack the box. Tackle Vadley on every play. And you win the game. Now, yeah. you can bet that Georgia Tech is also gonna try their best to play keep away. They're looking at this game going, oh my gosh, we've gotta keep the ball for 45 minutes to win. You know? And, uh, I mean, that, that is a pretty valid, plan for them you can bet that's what they're going to try to do their running backs though are not very fast but they're pretty tough they're small they're stocky and they're going to they're good for three or four yards on every play so you're really going to have to stuff those running backs and keep them from making those third down conversions defense has got to get off the field 
Because the other thing that you need to know about Georgia Tech is they're not built for a comeback. They have no two-minute offense. They have no speed. No, they're, they're not built for the comeback. So if we could get off the field in the first two or three series and light these guys up, it's Katie bar the door. So to recap, old dog, hit the quarterback on every play, tackle the ball carrier, stack the box, and defense get off the field. Exactly. What else and and on offense, know? on offense, run Todd Gurley till till he can't run anymore. <laughs> right. And don't turn we the don't, ball over. We don't need. Yeah, because I mean their defense isn't that great either. We don't need to worry about passing the ball a whole lot. We don't need to do a lot of cute crap. Uh, we you don't need want to Hudson let, Mason to showcase the arm? No, I don't. I want Todd Gurley to showcase the legs. <laughs> Let's because, talk a little bit about Hudson Mason. Because as much as, as, as much as I love beating Georgia Tech, it is even sweeter when you just beat them down. And the way you beat a team down is with a run game. We need to line up. We need our offensive linemen to look at their defense and say, we're going to run the ball. We're going to run to the right this time, and you're not going to be able to stop us. Right. And do it. And that's what we need to do all day long. Well, we talked a lot so far about defense and what the defense needs to do because this is really a lot of this is about focusing on this hokey high school offense, you know, focusing on this weird damn thing that Paul Johnson does. This was born in the 50s and died in the 80s. So let's talk a little bit about our offense. You know, this is the coming out party, the official, the real deal coming out party for Hudson Mason. We talked about it last week. You know, it could not be a better scenario for them for Hudson Mason coming in with a huge lead against Kentucky getting his first game against Georgia Tech you know in that he's not got his first game against say Alabama in the championship game or something like that right exactly Um, you know you've seen a lot of talk this week I think this is funny too and I'm not down on Hudson Mason don't get me wrong but you know have you seen a lot of people say he throws a catchable ball have you heard that you know that's one of the big things boy he throws a catchable ball you know that's a euphemism for his arm is not as strong as Aaron Murray. That, that's what they mean. He right. throws a softball is what they mean. And there's nothing wrong with a softball. But uh, I'm hoping that when we do pass, that Bobo sets Mason up for a little success, gives him some easy routes. Let's let him get his feet warmed up. I don't want to burn Hudson Mason in his first game. You know, what I mean, I don't want to try to. I don't want to harm. His psyche. I know you don't care about his psyche. You just want him to hand the ball off, right? Exactly. But we're gonna we're gonna need him to throw the ball at some point, right? So I hope that when he does throw the ball, that he's successful at it this weekend. Um, I hope he gets. You know, Chris Conley's gonna be back even more healthier than he was last week. Um, Michael Bennett's right there. So um, you know, you got the the fabulous Rhett McGowan had his coming out party last week in his final home game. So uh, I hope we are able to pass the ball with some effectiveness, but I do I do want to go run heavy. I do want to control the ball. I want to keep that offense off the field because I want to keep our defensive knees. I want to keep those check blocks and the cut blocks away. I want to beat Georgia Tech at their own game, just like you said. Let's beat them down. Let's humiliate them at their own game. Let's not take them for granted, and let's get this done. And then eat some turkey. Exactly. Um. Well – what do you think about special teams? You know, uh, Georgia Tech's special teams, 
pretty terrible. Oh, I, yeah, well, ours are too. Ours are so, too, so that's a wash. Yeah. Uh, but Erickson, I believe Erickson is going to get the nod over Barber again. They're competing for the job every week, and uh, I believe that Erickson has the inside line on uh, Colin Barber. Colin Barber uh, did not improve fast enough to save his job, and uh, is I think Erickson's going to get the job at punting again this week. Marshall Moore going to be kicking off and kicking field goals, and let's just get the win and beat PJ again. You know. That's exactly. what I want to do. So um, that's it, guys. That's what you got to do to beat Georgia Tech. I hope you guys are enjoying your Thanksgiving. Um, now, before we go, old dog, I want to read something. I'm going to read the Clemson letter. and Because I want to share this, not just because it's awesome, but uh, I also want to um, – uh, I want this guy to I, – I, I hope this guy's listening. I think he is listening. Um this is from a guy named Dan Foster, who's a Clemson fan. And uh, like I said earlier on the last show, this is, has come to be known as the Clemson letter. And uh, if anybody out there agrees with this guy and can help us get there, because listen, we want nothing more than what you want, Dan. We want the same thing. I mean, would you agree with that, old dog? We want exactly what, uh, what oh, he we, wants. Exactly. Exactly, and and we need as many people out there championing our cause as we possibly can. Exactly, that's right. So uh, without further ado, um, <laughs> I'm going to read. I'm going and I'm going to have to do a little editing here, but um, I'm going to read this thing uh, right here um, from the Clemson fan. He goes to the old dog and the young dog. Uh, this is. Uh, Dan Foster from Clemson. That's right. I'm from Clemson. I'm going to share a thought with you that may be a little foreign. Your podcast has no rival, and to my way of thinking, never will. I'll admit, me and my colleagues are of the old dog vintage. We take, we like a little drink, and we like to talk crap at the bars and on the telephone and outside the gate after every game. That's what makes you guys so good. We could drop the two of you on any campus, put on a different color jersey, and presto, you'd have the same success. Why? Because we've all been there. Look, guys, when Georgia's winning, I want to I want to look like Georgia for all the reasons. I want to like Georgia for all the reasons you guys naturally do. And when you're losing, you're honest enough to tell it like it is. And that's refreshing because we've all been there. Remember, guys, this is coming from a Clemson fan. He goes, hell, we've been snake bit just like you guys, and now our first thought is, I know what this feels like. I know what these guys are talking about. After a big win when you guys are on top of the world, I know what that feels like too. You guys have a way of speaking for every team, for every college football fan, for making everybody feel it. That's what makes your podcast and your program so damn good. We listen every week during lunch, and we laugh our asses off saying, uh-huh. There has not been a single podcast when one of us doesn't say, do you remember how we stunk it up against that game just in that game just like the dogs dig? And then this is the part that old dog likes the best. He goes, he goes on to say, let me tell you something, young dog. You're good, but you're full of crap. If you hang around old dog long enough, you'll get it. This game is about controlling both sides of the line of scrimmage, and you got to feed that beast girly. God Almighty, this ain't difficult. 
They didn't have a problem letting Herschel tote that rock. And by the way, if you think Irk Russell would stand for all that Jay-Z grandstanding crap after every play from his players who hope somebody's going to throw their crap up on YouTube, you've lost your mind. And that's the reason you guys lost the Auburn game. You had two players that wanted to victory dance for themselves instead of knocking that son of a bitch down. Man, are you kidding me? Georgia's going to win this thing. Georgia should win that Auburn game, and they're going to win it, and then all of a sudden, there's another DB not doing what he's supposed to do. Now, I'm going to paraphrase here a little bit more, and he's talking. He's talking about how great we are, and old dog's right, and we should beat number five by 31, and all that kind of stuff. But then... He gets back. He goes, the dog cast is entertainment at its best because you're honest and your loyalty shows and you just want the best for your team. I don't know exactly how you, how, he goes, I don't know exactly how, but I do know this. There is commercial value in your show. You just need to figure <laughs> out how to monetize it and then you guys can give up your day job. If Georgia fans have enough money to get either one of either Urban or Serban, they ought to t- make enough money to pay you guys for this show. Think of it. You don't not, you ought not to be peddling those crappy cups. He goes, you should just be lapping up the money and laughing all the way to the bank. Let me say that Old Dog and I completely agree with that. No doubt. And then he finishes up by saying, seriously, guys, you don't realize how good your show is, and I ain't just blowing smoke up your ass. If you can get Clemson fans and Alabama fans to listen every week, you can get anybody. And look, we're not ever going to give up on our team, but I can't wait for a new dog cast every week. Keep up the good work, quit selling those stupid cups and t-shirts, and find out a way to make money off this podcast and quit your day job. You two are both just too damn good for the rest of the world not to know who you are. Go Tigers, go Dogs, and give the ball to the three. There you go. Couldn't agree more. We love that email. We That email is like printed out. It's framed. It's on the wall of the bunker. That is, man, we couldn't agree more. We are awesome. The world should know about us. And I'm telling Absolutely. you, there has not been a game when I've not thought, if they would just turn Zyre and Howard off and let us talk, if ABC would let, just like we said the other day, if ABC would let us call the Georgia-Georgia Tech game, the positive press, the negative press, I think it could be the biggest thing in college football. It Without would... <laughs> a doubt. There would be people turning away from watching the Iron Bowl just to listen to us. Just like, look, love us or hate us, just don't turn us off, man. Exactly. Guys, we really appreciate the feedback. We read every single email we get, and uh, I really appreciate all the emails. Guys, we would love to monetize the show. If there's any, look, we're at least as damn entertaining as Honey Boo Boo, okay? And she makes $25,000 an episode. So if there's anybody out there that can help us take this thing public, we would love to be on ABC. I'd love to be on the Georgia Radio Network. We used to have our own damn radio network in the state of Georgia, but we couldn't get anybody to to listen to the damn thing because nobody knew about it. So um, we need better marketing, old dog. That's what we there, need. There's no doubt about it. And speaking of marketing, 
and going against everything you just read. Don't you have a big cup special coming up for Christmas? <laughs> I, I do. Dan Foster, <laughs> you need to get on the damn website. Guys, we're selling two. We're, we're going to do cups, man, a special. Now, cups usually are $5 a piece. I'm going to package up for Christmas one regular cup and one Jacksonville cup because I still have a few Jacksonville cups. So while supplies last, you can get two cups for $8. I'm going to put that up on the deal. So it's basically buy one, get one half off but so are these cups going to be special in some way yes they are i'm glad you mentioned that we've had if you want everybody might not care but me and old dog are going to autograph the cups and now i know dan foster's just like throwing his hands up in there like these assholes don't get it but hey i got some cups if i can make a couple of hundred bucks that's better than making no hundred bucks so um Yes, we will autograph the cups in silver Sharpie. Hell, we'll put anything you want on the cup. Right in the little box there, what you want the cup to say. Me and Old Dog will autograph them. We'll personalize them, whatever you want. So uh, one regular stadium cup, one Jacksonville cup, eight bucks plus shipping. I think that would be a total of $11 for two cups. Hell, that's cheaper than they cost if you buy them at the stadium. And they're autographed. And they're and autographed. you can't get at the stadium. <laughs> Guys, we love our listeners, man. We love doing this show. We hope you guys are having a great holiday. Georgia takes on Georgia Tech at 3.30 on Saturday. Oh, by the way, I am going to be in California this weekend. I just want to follow up on this. But, guys, um, and I mentioned this. I got some emails from you guys who want to drive to Palm Springs and stuff like that. The fact is, though, I'm going to be there, and the way my schedule is just – I'm just – I'm not going to have my own car. I'm going to be working, and I'm with a team of people, and um, I'm not going to have a way to get around, and I'm going to not have a lot of free time. It's, it's probably just not going to work out. Um, I will be in Palm Springs. I'm staying at the Embassy Suites, so uh, if somebody wants to email me, I'm at the Embassy Suites in Palm Springs all weekend. But uh, other than that, I don't have a lot of freedom, and I don't have a lot of free time. So I'm not really doing any kind of listener meetup or anything like that. But um, I appreciate you guys who did email me and, and texted us and stuff like that and Twitter and all that, but um, I'm not going to have really enough time or freedom to do anything big, but um, thanks for, you know, we tried that, but anyway, um, I think that's it, old dog. Anything else? That's it. No, I mean, that's it. It's Georgia Tech Week. We play them in two days, 3.30 kickoff, and what, you know, I mean, they can call it anything they want, but it's a little shithole of the stadium. We need to go in, just beat their ass down, and get out and go to whatever bowl we're going to go to. Got that, buddy. 706-363-0210. Oh, oh, by the way, we are, I am going to do, although we had some votes on both sides, old dog, I am going to publish the Auburn post-game show, the Auburn post-game call show. And look, if you don't want to listen, if you're on one of those, if you're on the side that said don't do it, just don't listen to it. I'm going to post it because I had more votes to post than to not post. So in the next few days, uh, sometime, at, probably next week actually, after the Georgia Tech post game, I'll post the show of the Auburn post game calls and you guys can check it out. And if you don't care, if you think we should burn the tape, hell, don't even download it. Just don't listen to it because it's pretty negative. Um, but some people think it's funny. Some people want to hear it. More people want to hear it than not. So I'm going to post it. There um, you go. Dog fans, thanks for listening. Big game Saturday. Beat the tech, beat the nerds, go dogs.